Good afternoon, sports fans, and welcome into the Fresh Take. Today is Wednesday, May 16th, and on Tuesday night, what a crazy and absolutely insane NBA lottery selection show that was taking place in Chicago. A lot of people have different opinions on it, but I absolutely loved it as an NBA fan standpoint. Now, as a Chicago Bulls fan standpoint, it was absolutely terrible. The Bulls got screwed over, but it's safe to say it's going to be an interesting draft process and perhaps can say goodbye to tanking as well. But for now, let's get right into it and break down the NBA lottery. The fourth pick in the 2019 NBA draft goes to the Los Angeles Lakers. The third pick goes to the New York Knicks. <laughs> the second pick will be made by the Memphis Grizzlies. And that means that the number one pick in the 2019 NBA draft goes to the New Orleans wow. Pelicans. Wow. I mean, that that's pretty much sums up the, the lottery on Tuesday night. It was absolutely incredible to watch. It was amazing. It was exciting. And that's what the NBA wanted to do. Now, I was in class while this was going on. And it was very awkward because the teacher called on me as the sele- as it was going on. The top four were being announced. And I wanted to see who, who was going to be the number one pick. So he said, hey, Greg, can you tell me about your your chapter? And I'm like looking at my notes and I'm also looking at my laptop here I want to see what's going on and and I'm surprised he didn't ask like hey why are you looking at your computer and then I was if he did I was a my my notes are on my computer that's why I'm looking up and down at you but yeah I mean hey I mean I got an A I mean so it works with that and now the NBA was also very exciting so I guess it was a win-win type uh, situation but it wasn't a many win-wins for a lot of these teams now the New Orleans Pelicans that was the team that won. They got the number one pick, which is absolutely incredible. First of all, they got Anthony Dave, which a lot of people think he's going to get traded. And I'm one of those people that thinks he isn't simply because Zion Williamson is going to go to the Pelicans and it's going to be absolutely incredible to watch. And I love what the Pelicans are doing uh, with their with their Twitter page. And first of all, they sold like 3,000 season tickets simply because Zion Williamson is, is going to be box office. I mean, unfortunately, he's not going to the Knicks, which would have been absolutely amazing for New York but the Pelicans are just absolutely they're just mess they're just going to be so they have a great future for the next few years simply because if they keep Anthony Davis as one one of the best players in the NBA is going to be with paired up with Zion it's going to be insane to watch and it's going to be exciting to watch as well as a as a fan now there, again, there's still talks of Anthony Davis still wants to be traded, but I feel like that is going to be a lot different in the next few months or even when the season starts because it's the, I think it's going to be the whole Kawhi Leonard situation. You have a good GM in Dave Griffin, which I mean, just got you the number one pick. I mean, he didn't get you it, but he's, he's told Anthony Davis, let me do my thing. Let me build, give me a chance here. He brought a championship back to Cleveland. Now, granted, he brought back LeBron James, and we all know about LeBron James. Now, give him some time. He's got the number one pick. You know he's going to go Zion. You got Drew Holiday. You got Julius Randle. And I think they have enough salary cap where they can at least bring in a few more players. Now, it's going to be interesting what they want to do, though. They can probably sign one star. Now, that one star could be Klay Thompson. I don't think they have enough for him because you want to work on your bench. Now, I think a player like J.J. Redick will be very interesting. They need shooting. 
and then after that they can work on that bench to see, somehow make it better so I feel like they're not going to trade Anthony Davis right away especially during the draft I feel like if they're going to trade Anthony Davis wait until the trade deadline because let's just say the Pelicans is was a lost season with Zion and Drew and Randall let's just say it's a lost season Okay, fine. We'll trade Anthony Davis. We'll see what we can get for him. You're, you're going to get first-round picks. You're going to get maybe young players as well. So you're still going to get a good offer. Now, the, the question is, where's is Anthony Davis going to re-sign with that team? Like, let's just say the Lakers or New York or Boston or, heck, even Chicago, which I don't think that's going to happen. But is he for sure going to re-sign with a team? That's going to be the biggest issue. Now, Zion, I'm going to love it. He's gonna go. To, he's gonna go to New Orleans now. There's been rumors saying, "Oh, he can technically go back to Duke because he hasn't signed a, an agent yet." I doubt that happens because what? What if he goes back to Duke, gets hurt? He's gonna screw, 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 probably screw up millions of dollars. Now, I'm not gonna say career because he's young. He's a freak athlete. A lot of things can happen for him and still get better. Now he's, he's gonna lose on millions and millions of dollars. Which, I mean, listen, as a 19 year, as an 18, 19 year old, let's be honest here. You want to make that money. I mean, you want the best way to help your family and everything like that. And again, as a freshman, you're presented, again, the number one pick. You're going to be a franchise player. Granted, if Anthony Davis is there or not, New Orleans is going to be a fun place. Come on, like, New Orleans is a nice place. It's, I mean, I've never been there, but I mean, you, you can see how well, you know, especially the football fans are. Imagine what the, it's going to be an exciting time for basketball. Even when Chris Paul was there, they had an exciting time to watch uh, New Orleans Hornets uh, basketball. Now it's going to be obviously the Pelicans and again a great show with Zion Williamson there but another pick that I am going to be very intrigued with is the Memphis Grizzlies they're expected to go Ja Morant which I absolutely love Ja he had a phenomenal uh two seasons at Murray State the point guard 6-3 now it's gonna be interesting because Mike Conley is there he's been their heart and soul the Memphis Grizzlies for God knows how long and there's been rumors for the past few years that Mike Conley has been on the trade market and he was on the trade market this year going uh, at the trade deadline, but there wasn't much value for him that they were getting from other teams. Now, I think, obviously, if you're going to go John Morant, I think you got to trade Mike Conley. And no matter what the value is, you got to trade him. He has a big, big contract, so you don't want to pay that. And you probably could pay at least part of it since Memphis is going through a rebuilding uh, session here with when they traded Marcus Saul to the Toronto Raptors. But with Memphis Grizzlies, I think uh, a, a possible trade candidate could be at least the Los Angeles Lakers. The reason I say this is because they need a point guard. And excuse me, with the voice crack a little bit, they need a they need a point guard in LA. And according to Stephen A. Smith, ESPN on his show, uh, the first take, Kyrie's people don't want him going to LA, and they think that he they don't think they know the one team that he's for sure not going to is the Lakers. Now again. It, Give, give it a few more weeks, a few more months. Maybe Kyrie might change his mind. But that's an interesting thing to watch out for. The Lakers could be in, in there. I saw a Bleacher report saying a, a trade that could happen is the Suns can trade their their sixth pick and Tyler Johnson and a few other, and I think a player like TJ Warren for Mike Conley and some other assets as well. So that, that could be interesting because the Suns also need a point guard. And while they were expected to go number number three, and they were expected to go John Morant, now obviously falling way out of the draft a little bit, out of the top three for Morant, it will be interesting to see what happens. Now, I think uh, the Knicks, very, was it was tough for them to watch. Now, they got a top three pick. I mean, it's very fortunate for them because other top three teams like the Suns and Cavaliers are not close. They're in the, they're in the five and the six. 
But the Knicks, no, they're going to miss out on Zion. They really wanted him because that's one player that can drive in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Now, those two players still have a good chance to go to New York. It's just if Zion was there, they, you know, box office or tickets are going to be sold out. Yeah, the Madison Square Garden is going to be sold out. At least the Knicks have something to look forward to. RJ's at least a decent player. He didn't have a good ending to his Duke career. He kind of hit a slump in March Madness. So, we can probably see John Moran, or excuse me, RJ Barrett go to New York. Especially, you know, the Knicks, they 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 do have their point guard in Dennis Smith Jr. So it'll be interesting to watch if they do bring Kyrie in. But RJ Barrett still he has a lot of talent. I think he needs to develop. I don't I think his first year might be a little disappointing. We saw it his freshman year at Duke. He wasn't he was good, but he fell off a cliff a little bit. Same thing is going to happen with New York. He might show a glimpses of, hey, he could be a star player here in New York, but there's also some chances that he might fall down a little bit simply because he had, a, again, it's he's a rookie. He might see some tough, and the same can go with Ja and Zion as well. The rookie wall always happens to some players. We saw it with uh, Jason Tatum. We saw it with Laurie Mark and Alonzo Ball. Now, Alonzo Ball, on the other hand, I mean, he looks like he hit his rookie wall the first game of the season. But other than that, speaking of Alonzo Ball, you know, going to the Lakers, they are the fourth pick, which is absolutely insane. No one would have thought no, a team with LeBron James would be a top five pick. But it's happening. The Lakers have the fourth pick in the draft. Now, it'll be interesting with them because they can go out a lot of options here. They can go simply because of free agency, who they think they can bring in. A point guard, a shooting guard, um, a player like Kawhi or Anthony Davis. It will be interesting, but I have them going for a, you know, kind of a, a shooting guard, small forward type player, DeAndre Hunter for Virginia, simply because he's he's good on both sides uh, of of the ball. He's good on offense, good on defense. It will be interesting. I don't. I do think. Um, I I think the Lakers are going to trade this pick simply because with with if you have LeBron James on your team, what's going to be more intriguing to to LeBron? A young player that's you know 19 years old. I mean, he might again soft, uh, not a sophomore storm. Uh, you know, I hit the rookie wall sometime as they're trying to fight for the playoffs. I don't think that's a possibility for them. I think they're going to trade the pick at least, you know, get someone good out of it. Could, again, it could be anyone. It could be a player like Anthony Davis. Could be a player like Mike Conley where they really need. And unfortunately, you know, again, the Lakers aren't attracted attractive right now. I know, yeah, L.A. very nice, very nice city. Of course, everyone wants to live in L.A. You would give a chance, you would kill to live to in L.A. Nice weather. I mean, beautiful scenery. I mean, you could do whatever you want in L.A. But you know, a lot of players you no know, might not want to stay there because you no know, LeBron. Okay, he's a good player and all, but you know, he's hitting the back ends of his career. Uh, the, the front office is absolutely a mess. You don't know about the head co- coach and Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd. You don't know much about it. And the young talent isn't really developing. Yeah, you got Kyle Kuzma. Brian Ingram has been up and down. Lonzo Ball has been panning out. You don't have a center. And if you do, it's JaVel McGee. That's, not a, that's maybe not a team that you want to go forward with. But So I feel like the Lakers will have to make a trade to maybe at, lure a free agent to the, the Lakers. Now, the Cavaliers, they got the fifth pick. And, again, it was unfortunate unfortunate for them because they're a top three. They were a top three pick going into the lottery, and they fall to the number five. So it's going to be tough. They're going to miss out on Zion and RJ. And it's not like they can trade into the top three to get one of those players or even Ja, which I don't think would be a possibility since they, have, uh, they drafted Colin Sexton last year. But this is a team that maybe they, we can see another Duke star uh, develop here, and that's Cam Reddish. I don't think Cam Reddish, he is a small forward. He's not the next LeBron James, obviously. I think it would take, take for a, a while for the Cavaliers to get a star player in Cleveland. 
but they have to go someone. It's they probably could trade down because there's a lot of guards in this draft that could be you know selected uh, before them. So they could possibly move down for Cam Reddish and so on and so on. And you know, I like a player like Nasir Little from North Carolina. So I would be very interesting in Cleveland. But yeah, it was very unfortunate for Cleveland. And the next team, very unfortunate, is the Phoenix Suns. We talked a little bit about that because they needed, they really needed John Morant. And this is possibly they could trade for Mike Conley from Memphis because of the whole situation going there with the, with the number two pick. Or I like I like this player. He's a little undersized. He's 6'2", a, de- a decent point guard size. He's the size of Kemba Walker. But Darius Garland from Vanderbilt, he is a shooter. I think he would have uh, he will work very, very well with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. And Josh Jackson with his whole uh, felony standpoint, how that gets uh, cleared up. But I will be very interested if they do get Darius Garland from Vanderbilt. That was actually a, a player that the Bulls were very interested in as well. If Darius Garland does not last that long to the, to the Bulls, going to the Bulls here, I think the Bulls can go Kobe White from North Carolina. I'm, I really like this pick. I really like it. And the Bulls, for the past three years, or excuse me, the last two years, they've had the number seven pick. This is a third year in a row getting the number seven pick. But it's kind of worked out for them. They got Laurie Marketing, who looks like he's going to be a very good player. Wendell Carter, very good defensive player. Hopefully we can, the Bulls can find a way to keep his foul numbers to a low or perhaps um, find a way to him to be a scorer as well for the, the Bulls and you know stay healthy as well. But I really like Kobe White. I liked him uh, his whole time in North Carolina. I, I thought he was going to be a really exciting player to watch for the Tar Heels, and he proved it in March Madness. And he proved again uh, when they faced Duke twice. He was a very key uh, player in the Tar Heels run. But, again, the Bulls need a point guard. They're set with Zach Levine, Otto Porter, Marketing, and uh, Wendell Carter. And their bench looks at least fairly decent. Now, I would like – I think Kobe White would be interesting. I think he's he's not a he's not a great three-point shooter. I'm, I'm not exactly sure on that, but he's very fast. He broke Michael Jordan's freshman scoring record at North Carolina, so he's he is a scorer. Now I'm not sure about again his his shooting ability, and that's what one thing the Bulls struggled last year was shooting. Now the acquisition of Otto Porter helped that. Uh, Levine needs to fix it up a little bit, but I'm gonna be very intrigued of what they do here because Kobe White's a scorer. He's really fast. He looks like he's a great uh, ball handler and a great uh, assister as well. His decision making is very good, and will be a work in progress still. You know, as he's looks like he should be the starting point guard for the Bulls if he gets drafted by them. But I would really be intrigued if the Bulls do get Kobe White. Now, for the Hawks, they got the eighth pick. They got um, it would be very interesting, interesting with them. But they look like they're going to a three-point shooting team. I think Jared Culver could be a guy they look at. Uh, the Wizards, I like them as well because he, there's, there's a lot of options they can do here because the Wizards are a mess. They don't know what they're going to do with John Wall. Bradley Beal could be a guy that they could possibly trade. We Again, the Wizards are a mess. We don't know what's going to happen. But they're the ninth pick. Uh, I've seen Najir Little could be a guy they look forward to because they traded Otto Porter. I so I've seen Bobel from Oregon because simply uh, Dwight Howard isn't that guy they want to have for the next few years. Bobel is a freak athlete. We haven't seen him play at Oregon, but oh guy, you know Manu Bol. We everyone's heard about him if you're related to the NBA. Everyone knows how tall he is, how uh, rim protector, and Bobel kind of the same as well. Not as tall as his dad a good rim protector and a good inside score that we could possibly see. Now, I think it might be a little too early to go at nine for him. So it might be interesting to watch right there. But again, the Hawks, uh, they're going to be picking 10th right after the Wizards. Then the Timberwolves, the Hornets, the Heat, and it ended with the Boston Celtics and the rest of the NBA playoff teams. They got eliminated already. 
But it's going to be, again, it's going to be interesting to watch because um, for future, now for the future, this is why the NBA wanted to do this, simply because the, the top three teams get the 14th uh, percent chance to get the number one pick. The fourth team gets 12 and a half and goes down slowly but surely down to 1% once you get to the 13th and 14th picks. But right now, yeah, I like what they're doing. Now, as an NBA fan standpoint, it works. It's going to uh, be really nice. Rudy Gobert made a tweet saying, this is going to eliminate tanking. And I, I agree. It's simply because, I mean, we see the Knicks. The, they were projected to be the first overall pick. They got the third pick. The Cavaliers, the Suns, projected to be two or three and fight for the number one pick. They got uh, five and six. The Bulls, projected to be fourth and the team that could possibly sneak into the top three, is number seven. So, again, it's gonna, it's gonna for future teams, it's going to eliminate tanking. Now, my friend did bring up a good point, though. He said, well, if you're a team that's expected to make a run into the playoffs, like, for instance, the Pelicans were a team to watch out for last year to make a run. But unfortunately, Anthony Davis got hurt. Uh, it just didn't work out in New Orleans. So once Anthony Davis requested a trade, they said, okay, we're going to sit you out so you don't get hurt. And really, Anthony Davis was hurt. We saw it towards the end of the year. But a team that could be, again, a really good team that should be fighting for the playoffs, even the Los Angeles Lakers. Everyone expected the Lakers to go into the playoffs because of LeBron James, and they were in the playoffs with LeBron James until he got hurt. And once he got back, they were, what, I believe like five games out of the eighth seed. So they said, hey, we're gonna we're just going to sit LeBron out. We're going to put him on a minute's restrictions. And then once they got closer, like, yeah, we're just gonna we're just going to sit him out so he doesn't get hurt. So uh, uh, there is still tanking, but it looks like it's going to be more – favoriting the teams that you know that have high expectations but if they fall short they need to um they need to um you know maybe re now i'm not saying rethink that but they might think hey you know what? if we're if we're expected to be a playoff team and we don't start off hot we don't you know we're not doing well to in the middle of the season towards the trade deadline maybe let's tank a little bit because we have a good chance to get the number one pick or at least a top five like we just saw with the pelicans the lakers and that's pretty much it. I mean, everyone else besides that was pretty much trying to tank for the top pick. But, you know, again, we just saw the Knicks, uh, Suns, Cavaliers, all out of it. And some of them even out just to the fifth and sixth pick. So it, it eliminates tanking. And that was because, you know, Philadelphia 76ers, when they drafted Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. And when they got here, they're saying, okay, we're just going to sit you out for the rest of the year so we can get you know, a good chance. So it, it eliminates the bad teams from purposely tanking. So if you're a bad team, you've got to try and win. Uh, granted, if you're a bad team like uh, the the Cavaliers, where now you're kind of getting screwed over a little bit. Even the Bulls, you know, the Bulls, you know, they were a very bad team. Unfortunately, the the Bulls, uh, they had injuries and you know, the whole head coach fiasco happening there. So they kind of got screwed over still. Even though, you know, again, not a good team, they got set, they got to settle with the seventh pick. But I like it as an NBA standpoint. It eliminates tanking. It pretty much it, it tells you just win. Don't worry about losing. You have to win games. We saw with the Pelicans and the Grizzlies a six percent chance to get the number one pick. They're number one and number two in this draft. And the Sun and like the Knicks, Suns, and uh, Cavaliers, you have a fourteen percent chance to get the number one pick. And a number three pick, only only one team got in the top three. So I like what they did. Now again, as a Bulls standpoint, if you're a Knicks fan, you're a Suns fan, Cavaliers fan, you're really mad because. You you should be you're one of the worst teams in the league. You should be rewarded a top three pick. Now, granted, that's why you know the NBA competitive competitiveness is very low. It's one of the lowest in in the uh, four major sports of the NFL, M- MLB, and NHL. 
so the, and the lottery is you know a, a good example of why it's the least competitive. And maybe we might see because we're at some point we're gonna have teams like the Chicago Bulls, the Phoenix Suns, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Maybe not in a few years because hopefully hopefully they get better, especially my Bulls. But you know hopefully those teams might they might they might see new teams complain about the same thing, saying hey we're we're a bad team. We should have a chance for the number. We should have a good chance at the at the uh number one pick not the same chance as you know two and three and then the number four team comes out of nowhere number the six percent chance comes out of nowhere and everything so we might see further down the road maybe they might go like the nfl and mlb where you know if you're the worst team you get the you get the number one pick if you're the second worst you get the second and so on and so on and so on so i will be very intrigued to what happens later because it's not going to be perfect a lot of teams are going to get screwed over we just saw that and a lot of teams are really going to benefit from it so other than that, I think it's going to be once we get towards you know actual talks of the NBA draft, it's going to be very interesting to watch because I mean the NBA playoffs are still going on, so everything's not complete. Once a few days, few weeks after the finals ends, we starting getting a free agency, we starting getting those rumors which everyone loves to see and some people hate because now your player moves on and everything. But you no, know, since uh, we we are talking some NBA playoffs here, you know the Milwaukee Bucks won today. They it was an absolute thriller of a game. The Bucks beat the Raptors one away to one hundred. Brooke Lopez, absolutely great game for him. He had twenty nine points. He got a double double in this game. Good for him because uh, the the Lakers actually Magic Johnson did not want to keep him, but Luke Walton did. So I mean, kind of showing like, hey, I'm a guy that can make an impact for your team, and he, sh- he definitely has been having a great year for Milwaukee. Uh, Toronto, unfortunately, couldn't come away with the win. Uh, Kawhi Leonard had another great game. He led the he led the team on ten of twenty six shooting, thirty one points. Uh, Marcus saw a guy that got traded for Memphis. He led in uh, rebounds and assists uh, for, for the for the Raptors. But it's gonna be a good series between them. The Warriors are up one zero on the Portland Trailblazers. That that series looks very lopsided because uh, Kevin Durant was hurt and the Warriors had a field day. Curry got a little banged up in the first half, and he still had a field day against Portland. It should be, it should be a good series, like competitive, because Steph and Seth Curry are playing against each other. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, we all know about them, what they've done so far. They kind of had a cold game. So that will be that will be an interesting matchup still. Again, 1-0 has just started. Bucks still look like they're going to be very competitive as well and with the Raptors. I mean, again, it was an eight-point eight point win for the Bucks and Giannis still, I mean, he kind of struggled. He shot for 7 of 16. He got a double, 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 24 points, 14 rebounds. Again, Burke Lopez was the story here. Chris Middleton struggled here, 11 points, 11 rebounds. But again, I'm going to be very intrigued on the matchup. I had the Bucks and Warriors going into the finals. And again, usually in the NBA, if you're the number one seed, and usually, you know, the favorite usually goes to the NBA finals, especially if your name is the Golden State Warriors and everything like that. But you no, know, that's all we have here for the fresh take. We had a bit. I had a fun time looking at watching the NBA lottery selection show in class, and hopefully you watched it somewhere more responsibly. Either you know at your house, you went out with friends. But don't, yeah, again, don't do what I do because I, I do is not very good. Even though I got an A on the on the reading, uh, it, it maybe it could have been by luck. But hey, make sure you keep it up. 
to date on my Twitter page for any new episodes coming out soon. We probably won't be coming out until Monday simply because I will be going to Wisconsin Whitewater to cover some North Central College baseball games as they're in the NCAA regionals. You'll hear from that on, if you want to go to uh, North Central's, uh, the, our radio station Twitter page, you can do that at WNC Sports on Twitter. But other than that, it, the, that, that game's at 3 p.m. against Whitewater. And then Saturday, we'll let you know on that Twitter page. But yeah, keep it up to date on my Twitter page, Greg Williams 28 for any more updates on the Fresh Take. Other than that, I'm Greg Williams. Thank you for tuning into the Fresh Take. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week.